0: Hi again, everyone. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Uh, coming off a really busy weekend, we had UFC 203 Saturday night with CM Punk's UFC debut, uh, followed by the first SmackDown-branded uh, pay-per-view since the brand split in July, uh, or in June, rather, uh, tonight with uh, WWE Backlash. Uh, Vince, what would you think of the pay-per-view?
1: Uh, you know, I got to tell you, Raj, I mean, I, I have my thoughts First of all, Roger, I just want to set the second the, the record straight because, like, while I'm on Twitter all night, like, I get these comments that you know, oh, Russo must be screaming at the the, the computer screen, and oh, Russo's going to complain about this, and Russo's got to complain about this. I just have to make somebody understand, like, when I do these shows, and I mean this as a shoot. Like Raj, I would have to somehow some way be invested for me to really care. The fact of the matter is I like I don't care about the outcomes. I don't care who wins and loses matches. I'm not screaming at my t v because of the Bray Wyatt situation. I just wish people would understand that I tried to look at these shows. As a professional, based on my background and my experience, if I were a movie critic, it would be no different than me reviewing a movie. I wouldn't have vested interest in that movie. I would just be calling it the way I see it. So with that being said, I do want to say this. There are are things I would have done differently. But I I, I was not bored at any time during this pay-per-view. Uh, you know, it kept my attention. It, it was a little shorter too, I noticed. Uh, it kept my attention for about two hours and thirty minutes. So, you know, I wasn't bored. There's not a right way and a wrong way to do things in wrestling because you make the stuff up. So, you know, you could do it any way you want, but I will just explain,
0: you know, what I liked, what I didn't like, what I would have done differently, and why. All right, definitely. So we will get into that, and then after we go over the pay-per-view, we'll talk a little bit about CM Punk's UFC debut last night at UFC 203. As you can see, Matt Morgan isn't here tonight. He is having some technical difficulties that he's hoping to get fixed by tomorrow night uh, for the post-Monday uh, Night Raw Wrestling Podcast. So hopefully he'll be back by that. Um, but let's uh, let's start off uh, right with the, uh, the main event, and then uh, we'll work our way back up. AJ Styles uh, – becoming one of the few people to have held the TNA World Heavyweight Championship and now also winning the WWE Championship. But uh, this is kind of different because AJ Styles is the first TNA guy to win the WWE Championship. Um, Vince, what would you think? Were you surprised by that outcome? Well, I, I think it speaks
1: volumes for AJ as a human being. And this is where I could really give insight because I worked with AJ for 10 years. And you know AJ's just a great, great human being. He's you know he's not into pol- politics. He's not into that environment at o- at all. He's just a straight up good guy. And I think you know again being the only guy to ever win the TNA World Title and now the WWE World Title, I think that uh, speaks volumes for AJ as a human being. So I'm I'm very very happy for AJ.
0: Yeah, some people saying there have been other WWE and TNA champions, I, and I realize that, but this is the first time that you've seen someone who made their name in TNA uh, winning the WWE championship. It's usually been the other way around, where Kurt Angle or Rob right. Van Dam or Jeff Hardy won the, the TNA World Championship. Uh, yeah, what do you think of the match itself? Well, you know, Roger, again, this, this is
1: just me. It's just me. And you know, it's just my view. Bro, sometimes I just think it, it it's just too much. It, it it's it's just too much. I mean, the stuff these guys hit each other with, they would just they would never be able to get back up. So, like after a while with me anyway, I just become so numb to it. You you know everybody's gonna kick out of everything. Man, I swear there was one spot right at the end, Raj, like right before the um the the uh kick to the you know lawyer uh, groin region let me say but they went through this absolute hell Raj like hitting everything with everything you know hitting each other with everything both of these guys should have been dead out on their feet this is what I don't like about a minute before the match ended AJ catches um Dean Ambrose with the Pele kick Ambrose doesn't even sell the Pele kick after after what they went through. That's where I have my problems. That's that's what always takes me out of it. So, you know, again, bro, they they did everything that, you know, that that crowd is going to love it. But for me, it's just too much and it's just overkill.
0: Gotcha. I, you know, I agree with you a lot of the times. Um But I felt like in this case they weren't necessarily kicking out of each other's finishers unless I missed that. I don't think uh, uh, Styles ever kicked out of Dirty Deeds, Uh, again, unless I missed that. But to me, this match made this pay-per-view for me. I thought up until this point it felt almost like a pre-show, like a really long pre-show at SummerSlam. Um, The crowd just never seemed that energized, and I thought this match just kind of turned the show around and, and I thought it was a great ending. Uh, Dean Ambrose, I don't know, he's he just been kind of stagnant as champ, as the guy on top. I don't, he just ha- hasn't really fit the role as well as I thought he would. So Yeah, well, you know, Roz, remember
1: we were talking about this early on and stuff, and, man, you just kind of felt like from the beginning that, like, Ambrose was just a placeholder. I mean, and you just I, – I think a lot of it had to do with just the way he was booked. You, you just never felt like they were putting much credence into him as a champ or they were really going to give him the opportunity to prove that, you know, he could do it. So I think the feeling all along has been that, you know, he's been a placeholder for the title.
0: Right. Uh, well, let's get to the pay-per-view. It started off uh, the pre-show. They added a match kind of at the last minute between Baron Corbin and Apollo Crews. Uh, Baron Corbin got the when they're clean with the end of days, uh, then the uh, then the pay per view kicked off. They had a a nice little uh, a nice little text or whatever uh, remembering nine eleven and and uh, the fifteen year anniversary of of that tragedy. So. That was nice, and then uh, and then we moved to our first match, which was the Six Pack Women's Challenge. Uh, Vince, did you think the right person won that match with Becky? Yeah, Lynch definitely. Winning? Yeah, I thought I I thought no doubt about it going in, Becky was
1: going to win. I think they picked the right girl. I think she's earned it. I think she's worked really really hard with the selection you have at SmackDown right now. I think
0: she was the one that should have won this match. Yeah, I agree. And she, she I thought she was the most over with the crowd. Uh, she was the betting favorite. Uh, again, uh, a lot of people wonder why we post the odds and, and just thinking it's BS every, t- you know, it, the results are linked ahead of time and every time the betting odds went. So if you see the betting odds and you don't want to be spoiled, uh, before a pay-per-view, don't click on it. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought this was a, I thought this was a good match. Uh, fans were chanting. This is awesome early on, which just, just drives me nuts sometimes nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought I thought this was a, a good match for what it was. Yeah, I thought it was
1: a good match for what it was. You know, it's funny with the girls, Raj, because like they'll they'll have good matches. I mean, there's no question about that. But man, very rarely like do you see a woman's match where there isn't something sloppy, you know. And I mean, there were a couple sloppy spots in this match. You know, I I mean the the, the good spots, you know, overshine the sloppy ones. But, man, it seems like always with the girls, I don't know what it is, but, like, there's always a sloppy spot or two. There were a couple of real sloppy spots with Carmella. But at the end of the day, they they put it on the right girl. Uh, So I think they did the right thing here.
0: Yeah. Uh, So the first elimination was Naomi pinning Alexa Bliss. After that, Naomi, one of the weird spots you were talking about, she was doing this head scissor spot to Natalia uh, that – that, that, took a while. that took a while. It was a little contrived. It was a little botched. Uh, but finally got it. Uh, Natalia got Naomi in the sharpshooter, uh, causing Naomi to tap, and she was out of the match. Uh, then Natalia was out next via uh, Nikki Bella. Then Carmella quickly rolled up Nikki for the pin. And finally it came down to Becky and Carmella, and Becky won clean with the disarm her. Um, then we went to a backstage segment with Jagger Eaton, who I had never heard of before tonight and the Miz to me, uh, if you, if you're showing somebody that probably, I don't know how famous this guy is. I'd never heard of him, but you're showing this guy and treating him like a star. I think it just makes the brand look desperate. Like this is what you need to, this is what you're, you think a star is. Well, Rod, you know, what's so confusing to
1: me, bro? Like, bro, I remember when we started making the transition to the attitude era, We 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 had to stop doing business with some of our sponsors. I mean, we did. Like you know, at the time, if people remember, it was Skittles taste the rainbow. At the same time, Austin's going out flashing middle fingers. So we severed that relationship because we realized, okay, this is now 100% adult programming. We didn't want to send a mixed message. Here's where I just I get so confused with the WWE because. If you notice, when Becky Lynch won, they're showing the shots of the little girls in the audience. Then whoever this guy, this kid was—I mean, he was like a teenage idol, I guess. I never heard of the guy in my life, so now we got the teenage idol. And then, you know, you 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 know, you have spots with like Kane and Bray Wyatt that are like just 100% violence, and you know, you see those guys in the front row all wearing their bullet club t-shirts that look like they haven't bathed in months and they're zooming in on these guys and i'm just like 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 what i i always ask myself when i watch a wwe show what is this like who who is your i'm seeing little girls i'm seeing teenage idols i'm seeing guys in their 20s that look like they don't bathe that that's what confuses me i don't know who the
0: audience is half the time yeah, I think uh, I, I think they don't really know either, but they just want to make sure it's not just adults, you know, that they get the kids in there. But uh, yeah, Jagger Eaton. Apparently, who was is he? A I mean, do yo. you, rog, I mean, do you know who he is? I don't know. I'm seriously, I, know. I have no idea. Honestly, I'd never heard that that name before today. When I first saw uh, Jagger Eaton, I was like, is this like Bob, kid related to Bobby Eaton somehow? And yeah, then he said he was on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, yeah. So yeah, that's. Uh, That's my, my daughters are too young for that demo and uh, I'm way too old. So, yeah, uh, but it just seemed it, 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 unless it's a mainstream celebrity that most people know, I just don't think you should be treating them like a big deal. I think it brings you down. Um, The Usos were out the, the second chance uh, tag team tournament match. Uh, They changed their look, their heels. Now Uh, I thought, I thought they looked good. I thought, you know, they, they changed it. Well, they look like heels. I think they need to change their theme. Uh, it's still a little too baby facey, but, uh, you know, I, th- I thought I thought they looked great. Uh, what would you think?
1: Yeah, I, I've been calling this, this for months. I mean, I think the time they should have done this was when, you know, they were at Roman Reigns' side. You know, and I think at that point they had an opportunity to really give these guys an edge, have them take off the makeup, have them take off the neon colors. And I think they would have meant a lot more at that point in time. They didn't do it then, but, you know, at least at least they've done it now. So, I mean, it's good that they gave those guys a, a little bit of a change.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I, I wasn't all for them losing clean, uh, kind of like the first night they debut as heels, like later on. Uh, but but we'll get to that. But here the Usos picked up the win, defeating Mojo Rawley and uh, and Zach Ryder. Uh, Vince, what are, you, what are your thoughts on Ryder and and, uh, and Well, you know, my, my
1: thoughts are, again, again, Raj, I don't watch NXT. So if I don't watch NXT, I'm looking at these two guys, and, you know, I mean, look at the SmackDown background. You know, two questions. Who are these guys, and why do I care about them? And, you know, the reason I, I have nothing against these guys, but the reason I don't care about them is that WWE hasn't given me a reason to care about them. So going into this match, I
0: don't care about these guys. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. And plus, I think Mojo Rawley just that personality. I, I just think it's just way too annoying to get over uh, with the cash, you know, with with the fan base. I think he's got to be a heel. Uh, I don't know if that's just me, but it, it, I just find his stuff. Uh, just grating on the nerves. Um, there's a backstage promo with Heath Slater and Rhino. Kind of, kind of to your point about knowing your target audience. This ended with Slater crapping his pants. Um, you know, you, you've done, you've booked uh, odd couple pairings before. I, I, I like this pairing. I but, did. Uh, no, bro, one I,
1: that that vignette a couple of weeks ago, Raj, was one of the highlights of SmackDown. I think since the split. I mean, and th- last week. I'm begging them to do a second one, but of course, no, they're right back in the ring. And I'm like, God, when you guys have something good, do you not even know it? You know? <laughs> yeah.
0: I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think, was that? Let me see. We went to Miz versus Dolph Ziggler next. Uh, over the weekend, uh, Dolph Ziggler was actually favored to win this match. And then something changed today. And then the Miz um, became the favorite this afternoon. So I guess plans changed this afternoon. Um, It just felt like the whole match, there's just this constant buzz of booing, like this light booing. Uh, But uh, I just felt like the fans never got into it. Um, Ziggler again, losing Uh, Maurice sprayed Ziggler with some arrogance or I don't know. I forget what that cologne was that Rick Martell used to have. And and, uh, the Miz won the match. Uh Vince, what do you think?
1: Well, you, you know, listen, I'm 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 a big proponent for, you know, some of the guys they got to keep going with. So I have no problem with, with them going with Miz and Maurice. I think Miz has been one of the standout guys on SmackDown. I think his promos have been better than everybody else. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous to look at. So I like that we've got to roll with somebody. They try to protect, uh, you know, Ziggler a little bit with the arrogance, and that was the name of it. So, you know, that's kind of his out and they try to protect them but god raj they, they they have to do something with ziggler i mean they just have to do something whether he beats the crap out of daniel bryan in the back i mean something they they just i i they you know the deal with ziggler and, you know, again, they tried to protect him. I'll give them credit for that, but, but who, they didn't protect anybody. It, it, it did not uh, elevate him whatsoever. They, ju- they need to do something drastic with this guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, pretty much lost almost every – he's lost every major pay-per-view match this year. Uh, he's had some kickoffs. Every time it looks like they're going to give him something, and then he's back to losing nonstop. And that's been kind of the story of his career. Uh, they, like, you know, stick out a nugget and then, you know, just – Swallow it and, and then, I don't know, I, I, yeah. uh, bad uh, bad analogy. But anyway, it, it's unfortunate. The guy's got a lot of talent. And you're looking at this pay-per-view, um, and one thing that really came out to me was just how low, how shallow the SmackDown talent pool is. Uh, yeah. They are able to get away with it on a two-hour show, but it's the whole roster pretty much out there every week. And I thought this pay-per-view really highlighted that. You had six matches on the main card, and you really couldn't add. Many others because it would just be really, really low end matches if you did. Yeah, I agree. Um, they next they did Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Uh, Orton hasn't wrestled since SummerSlam, uh, so well, uh, Raj,
1: you got to back this up because this was the worst thing I saw on the show. And bro, this is exactly the WWE's problem that they, they all live in the bubble. And they don't see things that are so ridiculously stupid, and that's what drives me freaking crazy. What? what why are guys having a fight in the back? Okay, why? And it wasn't really a fight; he was already laid out. Wyatt and Orton, and why is a referee acting like a freaking referee? In a fight in the back, it is so stupid. And and here's the thing: like the, the whoever is producing that shot, whoever is writing that shot, do they not see how stupid and ridiculous it looks when the referee is literally acting like he's in a ring? It's it's, it's things like that why the WWE can't move forward because they all live in this bubble. They don't want to bring in any new blood with with new eyes. And they do things like this that just look absolutely
0: stupid. It's just ridiculous. I mean, it, it was horrible. Well, so Randy Orton legit, I guess, has a concussion, or that's what it appears to be, and was not cleared. How would you have, have gone about taking him out of this match then? Just make an announcement or, no, or shoot I an have, No, I didn't have a problem with that at all. It was yeah, just, just the, the, referee. the referee
1: acting like a referee. I mean, it was just that. That was horrible. I had no problem with what they did, just the way they yeah. did it, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so hopefully it's nothing too serious. It, it looks like it was probably from those elbows that Brock Lesnar dropped on him at SummerSlam. Uh, so then Bray Wyatt uh, gets a countout win. You know, that's Bray Wyatt's first singles pay-per-view win in a year uh, since he beat Roman Reigns uh, last July. Uh, so that kind of tells you of at a time when you need top heels, uh, that's someone that's not really being protected. So And speaking of which, then out came Kane. Uh, they had an impromptu match, which I thought was pretty good. Um, you know, Kane's almost 50. His physique wow, is starting to show it a little bit. That, that's so hard to believe. My God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It He's uh, it, to be, yeah, still be going out there matches like this at his size and being almost 50. It, it's it's mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they they really worked hard in this match. Uh, Wyatt hit Kane with the senton through the table on the outside. Um, then Orton came out. Uh, apparently, he was okay enough to hit an RKO, and Kane got the pin. Um, like this match until the finish. What did you think? Yeah, bro. I mean, I he, he I was
1: scratching my head on this because I mean, I don't know if it's just me, but didn't it make Orton look like a wuss? Like he couldn't compete in the match, but he was healthy enough to walk down to the ring and deliver an RKO. Now, you know, now that that's a very heelish move, and I mean, I kind of see that that could kind of work in the realm of Orton's character. But it's still, to me, it came off like he was a little bit of a wuss. You couldn't wrestle the match, but you were healthy enough to come out and give Bray an RKO. I just, I don't think that
0: that made him look well. Yeah. And I don't know if you're, Bray Wyatt should be pushed as a bigger star than Kane. You can easily have done something where you have Wyatt come out, you know, Wyatt beat Kane. Orton comes out, gives him the RKO after the match. And you still accomplish the same thing without beating Bray Wyatt once again. Yep. Yep. And yeah. And why wouldn't you do that? Like, what is the reasoning for not doing that? Right. Exactly. Um, so you had that, um, and then after that, you had the tag team championship tournament finals, the Usos against Rhino and Heath Slater. Uh, again, I thought this match it was fine. Um, it, it it didn't really stand out or anything to me, but. Uh, Rhino and Heath Slater won the match clean. I thought they should have won just based on the storyline where Slater, you know, has a contract and, and you know, on the line. Uh, so I, I was good with it, but I didn't think they should have beaten the Usos clean, especially when they just turned heel. Yeah. Well, Raj, I, w-
1: I wasn't good with them winning for several reasons. First of all, let me say, and I already told you this, I've become a big fan of this team. Uh, You know, I mean, I liked Rhino a lot to begin with, and Slater with the promo with Beulah really won my heart over. So I like this team a lot. Okay. However, under these circumstances, with a new change in attitude and a new look with the Usos, I thought it I thought it would have helped both teams better if the Usos would have won the match, and then you would have let Rhino and Slater chase. You know, get their rematch chase, do a little bit of a program, because I think then it would have meant a little bit more if they would have won on the other side of it. And I think that also would have protected the Usos a little bit more. So I'm a big fan of this team, but I don't think I would have had them win this match here.
0: Yeah, I, I think that the plan right now is for the Usos to go with American Alpha. I'm not sure who he's later on, Rhino, because uh, there's not really a top heel tag team other than the Usos. So I'm not sure who you pair them up with. Um, just in general, uh, with SmackDown, have you been keeping up with it? I know, I know you watch yeah. Raw every week. Yeah, no, I've year. watched every episode since the split. What, have your, what are your thoughts been general overall over uh, Raw versus SmackDown?
1: God, I thought, I thought SmackDown started real strong, Raj. And last week, it was probably the worst show I've seen out of the two. And I thought, man, the first two weeks, I mean, the first week I thought was great. Second week went down a little, but was still good. But for whatever reason, man, I feel like it's just come crashing down since. And uh, it it's unfortunate, man. I think I, I just I, I think they have parts that they're just not utilizing, and i I can't und- bro I, the, Raj, you know what the most excited, exciting thing I would be uh, excited about if I were there. Bro, if I had Bray Wyatt and and Baron Corbin on the same side, like you know roster, I, that would be a main event. The personalities you could play off of these two guys. The talent is there, as far as I'm concerned. But again, man, it just comes down to the writing and the storytelling. So
0: I thought they started hot. I think they've lost a lot. Yeah, I, I guess also. Do you? What are your thoughts on SmackDown? As you know, it's always been kind of the B show. Do you think they're doing enough to get rid of that stigma uh, for the show, or does it still feel like the B the B show to you? Well, I think it definitely has felt like the B-Show
1: because Cena hasn't been there. I Mm -hmm. I think you put Cena back on that show. Obviously, it's going to lift that show up. But I got to tell you, man, the talkers are on SmackDown. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that, that, you know, the guys that can talk, I think, are really on SmackDown. And that's, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I, I give the benefit of the doubt the loss of Cena hurt them the last couple of weeks. But I think once he's back
0: in the fall, that level should come up a little bit. Yeah, there's a good chance Cena might not be back until – the end of December or January, because wow, he's going really? to start filming his reality show in the middle of October. I don't know if they'll bring him back just to work, you know, a month and then go again, or just keep him off of TV, which they've been doing since Summerslam, even yeah. though he's been wrestling. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so we we had that. Rhino Slater got the win. Uh, they did a promo for the Charlotte versus Sasha Banks match at Clash of Champions, which is uh, which is noteworthy because. Uh, There was a report last week from uh, the Wrestling Observer that uh, WWE staff was told not to advertise that match. So I don't know if something changed, uh, but they had a promo for that match tonight. Uh, Then we got to the main event. Um, You know, six matches. uh, They didn't go the full three hours. This started a little bit after the two-hour mark, but AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose in the main event. Uh, the fans seem to support Styles uh, more than Dean Ambrose. Uh, actually, by the end, by a lot. Uh, were you surprised by the fan reaction? Uh, you, you know, you
1: know what's so sad, Raj. And 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 again, I get like every time I open my mouth, I get beat up. So I have to specify the Dean Ambrose character. I'm not talking about the Dean Ambrose human being. I'm talking about the character. Look at what they did with him last week on SmackDown, Raj, to paint the picture that this guy's crazy, okay? He poured a lot of sugar in his coffee, and he sprayed a hairspray and smelt it. That's their idea of making this guy crazy. They're not giving him anything to work with. The character, not the guy. The guy is busting his ass in the ring. I mean, he broke his back tonight. He always does. But a guy is not crazy because he's putting too much sugar in his coffee. And that's why they don't react to him. And you, we, we know who the fan base is. That's why they're reacting to AJ. You know who the base is. And they're not giving Ambrose enough for the people to care about him. For crying out loud, Raj, when, when, when Austin was champion, he was driving beer trucks in, into the arena. This guy was champion and putting too much sugar in his coffee. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, I can't explain it any more clear than that. They got to give these guys something to sink their teeth into.
0: Yeah, that's kind of low level, you know, low card heel stuff that, you know, that, yeah. that, that they've been doing. And I agree. They they have not been booking Dean Ambrose like a main eventer, or like a top guy. Um, but yeah, and, and yeah, uh, I think fans have turned on him a little. I think Ambrose just hasn't, his matches haven't been that greatest champ. Uh, it's been kind of a, a disappointing run. And uh, yeah, but think
1: about this though. Now, Raj, where do they go with him from here? You know what I'm saying? I mean, he was, you know, he he wasn't getting over to begin with. Where the heck did they go? But now, again, don't he has the ability to get over, but they've got to give him the material. So, again, if they continue to give this guy nothing, he's just going to continue to fall down the food chain,
0: yeah. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, it, I think it's clear that this is still going to be the program for a while. Uh, this is the main event for the you know house shows for the next couple of months. So yeah. uh, this is going to be your main event for the next few SmackDown branded pay-per-views. Uh, but yeah, uh, AJ Styles, in my opinion, I think he's been WWE's MVP this year. I mean, he's just been phenomenal, you know, no pun intended in these matches. Um, you know, had fantastic matches with Reigns, the pay-per-view matches with Reigns, with Cena, and here with Dean Ambrose. I, I thought this was Dean Ambrose's best match this year. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I thought it was a cool ending, cool seeing AJ with the title. I, I don't think anyone would have predicted this a year ago, Uh Because AJ is not the kind of guy that you would think that Vince would put, uh, you know, with that belt. Yep. Um, So, yeah, overall, uh, how would you rate this pay-per-view? What are we we rating it on, five? Uh, Yeah, let's do five.
1: Uh, I mean, again, I wasn't bored by this. I thought a lot of the matches were good. I'd say three and a half. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'd say it, and, and you know what, to Raj? Maybe it was because it was a little shorter, which doesn't make any sense to me either. If they came in at two, two hours and 35 minutes, right? Why yeah. didn't they put a Cor- the Corbin match on the show?
0: Uh, they need something to fill in that kickoff show, I guess. Uh, but uh, it, to me, you know, I honestly uh, – didn't mind that it ended a little early. It's not like a pay per view where you're spending the money. I think this is this is pretty much a, a network special. Most I know Directv wasn't carrying it. I don't think most carriers were. Uh, so I think the almost everyone that saw it, saw it on the WWE. Is that
1: the deal, Raj? Are they not going to carry like the
0: SmackDown pay per views, or was that just a one off? I think the pay per views that were originally scheduled as pay per views, so Hell in a Cell and all those. Those will still be carried uh, on pay per view, but all these new ones that they added since the brand extension will not be.
1: So and these so, these these have just basically become super shows on the
0: WWE network. A, yeah, exactly. I think I think there's a couple apps that that carry them and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's it's a WWE. Wow, network interesting. Thing. Okay, okay. Yeah, and so you know they don't need the. Yeah, uh, no, that makes sense. That. Yeah,
1: yeah, because
0: I mean. If you didn't have the WWE Network, I can only imagine that this show would have done very poorly as far as pay-per-view buys go. Yeah, I would have to
1: agree. But I, I did
0: not know that, so I'm glad you told me about that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I thought I thought the main event really saved the show. I I didn't think it was bad before it. I just felt like there was nothing major. Uh, it, it just like I mentioned, it, it just felt like a SummerSlam pre-show up until uh, up until the main event. So. Uh, It's great stuff. Real quick, we got to talk about DDP Yoga, as always. DDP Yoga, which has changed countless lives. Just look at Mick Foley, uh, Chris Jericho, uh, AJ Styles, a new WWE champion. Uh, So many of the past and current roster have benefited immensely from it. Uh, Scott Hall, Jake Roberts, we all know about them. And now DDP Yoga has taken it to another level with the DDP Yoga Now app on iOS and Android devices. So you have no excuse because you can take it anywhere. And the cool thing about the new app is that you can track more than just DDP yoga workouts. By connecting it to a Bluetooth heart rate monitor, you can track your calories, heart rate in real time, uh, whether you're at the gym, on your DDP yoga mat, or even while you're mowing the lawn. All the fitness tracking features, including plan tracking, measurements, progress photos, and much more are completely free in the app. And DDP Yoga Now subscribers won't get tired of doing the same workouts over again because they've completely added new DDP Yoga 2.0 workouts, uh, weekly live workouts from the DDP Yoga Performance Center, and motivational messages every Monday from DDP himself. DDP even hosts his own cooking show on the app showing you how to make healthy food taste amazing. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me, uh, for a limited time, you can get the DDP Yoga DVDs for 15, 15% off, plus three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. Head over to ddpyoga.com slash stop procrastinating, and get started now. Vince, I know you know a lot of guys that have used DDP Yoga. Yeah. Here's the thing about DDP,
1: not only DDP Yoga, but DDP. Here's the thing, man, that's really great about what he's doing, is this isn't like yoga, like this becomes a part of your life. I mean, DDP yoga almost becomes a way of your life. And, you know, it, it's, it, you know, just another case in point, man. I, you know, I was reading about like Scott Hall. Uh, You know, over the weekend, and unfortunately, he had some issues again. But immediately, there's DDP. I, I got Scott back on track. He's back to DDP Yoga. I'm all over him. And like me knowing DDP, like that is a shoot. If anybody signs up for DDP Yoga, like, I don't know how many people Page has by now, but the fact of the matter is, he wants every single one of those people to feel successful, uh, to be successful. That's just how Page is, man, and that's why I, I've always I, I've called him Saint Dallas. Uh, you know, what he has done to help all these people. But the fact of the matter is he honestly and truly cares, whether it's Scott Hall or Jake Roberts or somebody signing up for the first time, he isn't just looking to get your check. He, he, he really cares that this works for you. And that's, that's just how page is. That's what, why I think it's a phenomenal product. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's fantastic. DDP com slash wrestling. Get the app. Uh so Vince uh jump into some news we kind of finished the pay-per-view portion early. Uh but you know, three title changes, to, I mean two were uh you know crowning the first ever and then the WWE championship changing. Uh real quick Alberto Del Rio uh was released from WWE. He came back last year. And has had a, a just a badly botched run. Uh you, you, I mean the creative on him has just been absolutely uh just disastrous. Uh what were your thoughts on how he was booked this past year? Oh God, just terrible, just terrible. But you know what? I'm glad I'm not even,
1: I'm not going to dwell on that. But you know, he, here's the thing I'm excited about. I think Alberto Del Rio Del Rio is a great talent. I always thought he was a great talent. Obviously, there were politics involved in this and everything that goes with wrestling. I and w- when that happens, Raj, what happens is the fans wind up getting cheated because we got a great talent here in the prime of his career and you know they're miss booking him and who knows if they're doing that on purpose or whatever but the good news is now he's free and clear now we can see Alberto Del Rio at his best again now the fans can can enjoy him and you know that's the good thing That's the good thing. He'll be able to go out there, get out from underneath it, do what he does best, and the fans can see the great Alberto Del Rio again. So I think it's a win-win for us.
0: Uh, Also, Paige, his girlfriend of many years, still has a couple years on her WWE contract. There is always a chance they could release her. It sounds like she wants to be released. Uh, Should they try to keep her? Raj, I said
1: this at the very, very, very beginning when I started watching Paige. And I'm saying it again because let me tell you something. The same thing is going to happen with Bailey. And here was the problem I saw with Paige. She was so young. I I started seeing her when she was about 21, 22. She was so young and so talented And the WWE creative is so god-awful. I mean, can you imagine a 71-year-old man knowing how to write for a 22-year-old girl? Come on, bro. It's ridiculous. I knew that... She was too young for them to keep her over for an extended period of time. It's not like a a 28-year-old girl came in or a 38-year-old girl came in and that she was going to have a three- or four-year run. She was only 22 with her entire career ahead of her. I knew they did not have the talent creatively to match her talent. And slowly but surely... Her role on TV was less and less and less and less to, to the point where it is now. God, let her go. I mean, you could tell she's unhappy. The fans are getting cheated. We haven't seen her on TV. If they hold her to the contract, they don't know what to do with her. I mean, for both sides, I hope she gets her freedom and she can go to a place that knows how to book her and understands her, and the fans can get to enjoy her again.
0: Yeah, I, I think I, I got to agree there. Um, if someone doesn't want to be there, it, it all usually never works out. I mean, there, mm-hmm. there are some exceptions. I think Shawn Michaels uh, wasn't very happy at, at points in the late 90s, but and it ended up working out. But for the most part, it usually doesn't. Um, and the last thing, CM Punk uh, made his – Uh, much hyped UFC 203 uh, debut last night Um, basically got taken down pummeled by Mickey Gall uh, blocked a rear naked choke attempt got pummeled some more and then finally Mickey Gall got the rear naked choke in and tapped him out Uh, Vince a lot of people a lot of differing opinions on this whole charade what are your thoughts I just, man, I just
1: can't. Listen, I worked with Punk very, very early at TNA, the asylum years, maybe for a couple of weeks. I don't think I ever even had a conversation with him. So I don't know the real guy. I don't know him. But I got a man, Raj, people had a dog in him. Like, it just freaking blows my mind. CM Punk had a dream of competing in the UFC. He left the WWE because he wasn't happy. He left a hell of a lot of money on the table and he went into an area where he was walking into the unknown. He did not know what to expect, but it was a dream. It's what he wanted to do. The guy trained every single day to get ready for this fight. You know how seriously he took this fight. In my mind, I cannot even understand locking yourself in a cage with another human being when you know there is the possibility of you coming out of that cage never physically being the same again. You got to have a loose screw to be a UFC fighter. I don't care what anybody says. So the guy goes in the cage, he has the fight, and now that it turned out the way he did, everybody's dogging him. And and I said it in a tweet yesterday. I said, you know what? There's a lot of people that talk about doing it and there are very few people that do. And CM Punk did it. Win, lose, or draw, it doesn't freaking matter. And I have all the respect in the world for him. The, the loss is secondary for me. The fact that he wanted to do it, the fact that he busted his ass to get there, and the fact that he lost doesn't change the way I look at the guy at all.
0: Really? I see. I, I, I don't get that, I guess. Um. It, it, like, let's say, let's say for me, if, if, if my dream was to jump out of a plane without a parachute and land on those launch pad, like some guy recently did, uh, yeah, other people are, you know, uh, don't have the balls to do it. Um, and I, I trained for two months to do it. I go, I jump out and I land flat on my face and die. I don't think that's something that people should be like, oh, well he did it. You know, he did what he wanted to do. That's, that's cool. Cause ultimately at the end of it. I was in over my head. I did something that I wasn't at that level for. I didn't do it right. And I don't think that should be respected. I think uh to if he really wanted to be a MMA fighter, he should have there's the path that so many other people have shown where you start off, you fight a couple amateurs, and I'm sure Bellator would have, you know, signed him to fight amateurs. And then you you move on to higher level talent. You just don't go in there and get crushed and and then everyone's like uh oh well that's something to respect. I, I just don't see that.
1: Well, but Raj, I hear what you're saying, but Raj, I think you gotta take his age into account. You know, if if he were twenty-five years old, I think he could have one went that path. But I mean, the the age that the guy is at, what what bro is going to go through amateurs and fight amateurs? He's going to be forty years old in in, in a couple of years. Then at least, what? at
0: least, he doesn't get crushed. This isn't uh this isn't like basketball where you, you're, you're you know this is someone punch, punch you know pounding you in the face. I mean, it could lead to serious yeah, injury. George, do you do you not believe that he wasn't convinced that he could have been successful at this? Uh. If he was, he's delusional, and people around him should have told him that he couldn't. Uh, just look at the level that these I mean, you, the UFC stars are at, and and then even if you look at the regional promotions. I mean, the guys that are you know higher up, uh, the the level of talent to get to that, and this guy just starting off two years ago. Uh, You know, when CM Punk first quit, you would hear about him doing jujitsu at the, you know, with the Gracies and stuff. So I thought he had been doing it for a while, but he basically came in completely green uh, when he started training. So he went in basically signing with the UFC before even being close to anywhere ready to be even sparring. Um, So, no, I don't think he he went into this uh, legitimately thinking he could be a success. And if he did, he's crazy.
1: Well, but well, ah, Raj, I hear what you're saying, but you know, you know what this can be compared to. This can be compared to the T, to Tim Tebow situation that just took place. The guy didn't make it in football. He was a great collegiate player. Everybody said he wasn't going to make it on, on the on the pro level. He didn't. He decides he's going to play baseball now. And the Mets signed him to a contract. Now, let's face it, Raj. Part of the reason he got signed to the contract was because of his name, much like UFC signing CM Punk. But should that be held against
0: him? Uh, they're not having him, you know, Tim Tebow go play in the World Series. You know, he's he's signed with the the minor leagues, right? He's doing the, uh, you know, the the practice squad or, wh- or whatever that that is. He's not, you know, being put on the big stage. I think that's a big difference. And, again... Uh, Again, just the risk of injury. I think it's just too great. I understand why they did it. When they signed CM Punk, he was hot. You know, he had just done the Cold Cabana podcast. He was kind of the talk of the town. Uh, but a year went by that, you know, that dissuaded. So I, I don't know. I think UFC looked bad in this at the end. CM Punk looked terrible. Uh, he cut a great promo afterwards. But I just, I just think he just looked like a moron for trying it. And UFC looked, uh, looked incompetent for letting him. So where do you think it goes from here, Raj? I think, first of all, I think UFC, if they want to stay credible, they've avoided a lot of these freak show you know, fights. I mean, mm-hmm. they brought in Brock Lesnar, who's an NCAA champion. James Tony, who was a former boxing heavyweight champion. So this doesn't really compare to those. But since the Dana White era, they've avoided those freak show fights. You leave that to Bellator. CM Punk really wants to become an MMA fighter. There is a path. Uh, you go fight a couple amateurs in Bellator. You'll still get a ton of money cause they still do ratings and you know, and, and if you are doing well and it's something that you can do, try to become a pro, you know, but his skill level, I mean, you, you just saw it. It wasn't even close to there. Uh, it, I mean, it was beyond a squash match. It was, uh, you know, it was just amazing what I saw. Well, Raj, I want to remind
1: you, uh, when I got in a steel cage with Booker T, uh, <laughs> A lot of people said Vince Russo couldn't be the WCW Heavyweight Champion, (laughs) Raj. You know, so anything can
0: happen, bro. Come on. And That is a good
1: point. I see see your point of view, Raj, but I think age had a lot to do with it. I think age, I think he had one shot to do it because of his age. He only wanted to do it on the big stage.
0: If he were 10 years younger, I think it would have went a different route. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that he's okay. He didn't yeah, get, you know, right. I mean, he looked like hell afterwards. His ear looked like a, a, a piece of pizza hanging off his head. Mm. Uh, his face was bashed up, but you know, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, I, I just yeah. hope the UFC learns from it. And I hope if punk really wants to fight again, he does it the right way. Yeah. Um, well, Vince, uh, you've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh tell us about uh tell us about Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling.
1: Yeah, man, we're really getting that ready, Rog. And Roger, it's just so funny to me because it's like nobody believes it. I don't believe it, but like contracts have been signed and it's happening. And we're legitimately our first show is gonna be on the Hunt channel on the Dish Network, channel two sixty-six on October 9th. Uh, We have our first TV taping October 1st, so it's happening, and and I'm real excited about it to just be in the trenches and to be able to do what I do, and listen, man, people know I sit back and I watch Raw and I criticize a lot, but... I'm also willing to put my money where my mouth is. I think I know some of the mistakes that are being made in wrestling today, and I'm not just gonna talk about it, I'm gonna try to do something about it. So I'm glad that I have that opportunity, and I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. If anybody lives in the Colorado area, uh, you can go to RockyMountainPro.com, and
0: tickets are ar- already on sale for the first taping. Awesome. And well, one more thing, I guess is a lot of people are asking about this. Uh the stuff with Sasha Banks. Do you have any comment on any everything that's happened?
1: Oh god. Yeah, first of all, let me make this perfectly clear again. I am a fan of Sasha Banks. Okay? I am a fan of hers. I have no problem saying that. When I was sitting there watching the promo like everybody else, I I felt me Vince Russo that she slighted those women that were that participated in those matches and, 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 and I don't think she had the right to not, not really understanding the women, not knowing the women, not having conversations why they did it, not knowing why the matches were booked. I felt she talked out of school and she belittled some great female athletes that I worked with. So I called her on it. You know, that's all. I'm, I'm still a fa- fan of Sasha Banks. I just think she spoke out of school. And a lot of people say to me, well, Vince, the WWE writes their promos. No, 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 no. When, when something is a worked shoot like that, and you're going to put over some girls and not put over other girls, I'm sorry, Sasha's got to throw the red flag to whoever is handing her that promo and say, you know what, I really think a lot of other women, not just Lita and Trish, paved the way for us. I'm sorry, and don't give me the old she's going to lose a spot if she opens her mouth because that's BS. I never worked with one single person, one who lost their spot in wrestling because they disagreed with a script or they disagree with verbiage that was given given to them. That's just an excuse. When they handed her that and and she had to go out and say that, she should have realized, man, I'm only putting two girls over by doing that. I'm
0: sliding a hell of a lot of others. And that's how I took it. Yeah. Were you surprised at uh, like all the backlash from that
1: Oh, absolutely, but you know, Raj, that's the thing with with this with this. Well, yeah, you know what I call them now, Raj. I call them the "you deserve it" crowd. That that's the problem with this "you deserve it" crowd. You say anything about any of their beloved, forget about it, bro. And and, and, and I use the analogy, Raj. I'm a big baseball fan. I'm a big San Francisco Giant fan. They've crapped the bed since the All-Star break. I have not watched the Giant game in three weeks. I've been a Giant fan since I'm seven. When the Giants stink, I can sit here and say the Giants stink. I have no problem saying that. You can't argue with me that Sami Zayn has a character. You can't argue with me that the Kevin Owens uh, um, prize fighter moniker fits him. How how can anybody argue that with me? But but that's the you know we are awesome. You deserve it. They they do no wrong. You you can't say anything, even in a constructive manner. And all I'm trying to be is constructive. I, I I've said a million times. If they played if they played Kevin Owens's weight and Kevin Owens's appearance into his character. It would work more for him. But the fact that he appears the way he does and they call him a prize fighter, that doesn't work for him. And and, and I'm saying that to help the creative with Kevin Owens because I think he is very talented. He can cut a promo, but they're not doing him any any service by the way they're handling his character. That's my point.
0: (laughs) Well, we'll have to leave it at that. And uh, Vince, we'll see you back here in a couple of weeks after the Clash of Champions. Thanks again, as always, for joining us. And thank everybody. I'll watch.
1: And- there's, another two- there's another pay-per-view in two weeks.
0: I think it's two weeks. Clash of Champions. I'll be there. I'll be there. All right. All right. Hopefully, Matt Morgan will get his uh, stuff figured out. He'll be back tomorrow night. And he'll join me and Vince uh, after Clash of Champions. Stay tuned tomorrow night after Raw for the Wrestling Podcast. And thank you. And see you tomorrow.